I decided to start this podcast, I felt it was becoming harder and harder to know where to invest your time, money, and interest. Every day, something new seems to be hyped as the next big thing, which is why I felt like a show like this, one that cuts through the noise and skips ahead to the action and results, was so badly needed. After all, sometimes the next trend can quickly turn into the next flop. And when you're trying to get in early, making the right bets becomes even harder. But it's a challenge I love, and it's where I spend most of my time as a venture capitalist. I've enjoyed discussing many of my areas of interest, from real estate and wellness to the creator economy and parenting. I've talked with the best experts, questioned my own assumptions, and I've learned so much that I didn't know before. But in this episode, our season finale for First in Line, I wanted to put you in the driver's seat with me to explore what I think will have a big impact on our lives in 2023. From the excitement around AI and how the recession will affect everything, I'll let you in on the conversations I'm hearing behind the scenes. This episode is also the last time you'll hear from me for a few months because I'll be taking a break for maternity leave. I'm going to try my hardest to actually get offline and focus a lot of my attention on my new baby girl. So since you won't be hearing from me for a while, I wanted to put together a special episode that could tide you over. As promised in the first episode, I won't always get it right. But remember, great things tend to happen with the right insights, good timing, and a little luck. I think you'll find that this episode is packed with all three ingredients. And most importantly, I hope the tips I share in this episode, along with everything you've learned from some guests in my prior episodes, will help you be first in line for the biggest trends that are just around the corner. Okay, I have to start with a prediction for 2023 that was also something we talked about a lot here in the last half of 2022. Artificial intelligence, better known as AI, or even ML, machine learning, for those of us here in Silicon Valley. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of AI. On the good front, this technology is growing faster than anything I've seen in over a decade. Even Web3 and blockchain and crypto, which we also talked about this season. And it's getting into the hands of normal, everyday people who are starting to use it for amazing things. Whether it's a creator or an artist using it to supercharge their productivity workflows, engineers who are using it to check their code and even write some of the code for them, and all kinds of other professionals who are making better decisions because they now have a learning database that's helping them make those decisions, there is no doubt that AI is going to continue to be the name of the game in technology and in the consumer mainstream for 2023 and beyond. Here's my friend Amit Gupta, co-founder of the AI tool PseudoWrite, sharing a sneak peek of what's to come. I think it's going to be an evolution. I think it goes back to why there's so much happening in this space right now, like why it's so exciting. And I think of it like, okay, if you go back like 40 years, the Mac arrives, right? And the Macintosh brings desktop publishing to everyone. And all of a sudden you don't need a newsroom or like a whole office staff to create a magazine or newspaper. You can actually do it with one person by themselves using these like magical new tools. And it brought this like 
this power of organizations and companies that's relegated just to them to like individuals, which is really, really cool. And that happened in like all these different spaces. It happened in music. You don't need a recording studio. Now you just need a mic and some free software. It happened with photography. It happened across the board. And so I think what you're seeing right now just starting to begin is this very similar revolution where um, you don't even need to know how to take a photo. You don't need to know how to use Photoshop. You can just say what you want and it will do it for you. And eventually it will create a storyboard for you. Eventually it'll become a costume designer for you. Eventually it will just direct and make this movie for you. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that point where all you need is an idea. And if the idea is good, you can bring it to life. One of my favorite new technologies that has just come out in the last couple of weeks related to AI is something called ChatGPT. It's what everyone here in Silicon Valley is talking about. The website is chat.openai.com. And basically what it is, is kind of just like a smarter Google. You can put anything into this search box ask it to do something for you, write a question, and it will literally answer it or do the work for you instantly. You don't have to wait seconds. It's not a list of links like Google search results. It's the answer you're looking for. For example, just to play around with it the other day, I said, I'm hosting a dinner party with 12 people. Three of them are vegan, one of them is dairy-free, one of them is gluten-free, and one of them is paleo. Make me a list of recipes that I can create to serve every single person at the dinner party and make me a grocery list I need to create the recipe. It did it all in seconds. It was amazing. I've also asked it to write letters to my company pretending like I'm making a big strategic change in 2023. <laughs> it actually also knows how to tweet uh, with your personality if you feed it your Twitter handle. It knows famous people and can locate the tone of their voice and the types of things that they might say. It's really, truly incredible. However, there's a lot of questions around what AI is going to be used for over the next several years and who owns the data behind all of the stuff that AI is producing. This is where the bad comes in. AI is not regulated. There is a popular app in the last couple of weeks that really went viral on Instagram called Linza, which was allowing you to upload photos of yourself and then it would turn them into cartoonified versions of you that really look like you. And people were posting these all over their feeds. The problem is artists got really upset because apparently Linza was feeding in a bunch of different types of artist proprietary art and using it to transform images of people. Clearly, there is a copyright infringement in here. Clearly, there are copyright infringements everywhere. And this is the problem with AI. It's going to get regulated very quickly. And I do think it will continue to be a massive opportunity, especially for creators and professionals, as to how we work faster and smarter and more productively. But... I do think we're also going to have some trips and falls over the next year as we figure it all out. All right, prediction number two. I think that in 2023, a new social network will not just emerge, but will actually go viral. The reason I think this is because a lot of people are questioning what's happening to Twitter right now, if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. 
Meta has a lot of craziness going on inside its walls. And frankly, I think we can all agree that we all just want a social app that's actually good for our mental health and less addictive than every other community out there. I talked a lot about this to people like Eva Longoria and Sahil Bloom. My last New Year's resolution was like to 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 clean out my content feeds, right? Like so I when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. I read a book by Deepak Chopra. He gave me a book and he was like be careful what you ingest, not just about what you eat, what you ingest. Like if I watch a scary movie, my mm. baby inside of me doesn't know it's fiction because my body is still feeling fear. So he's like, just be careful what you read. If I'm watching the news and it gives me a little bit of anxiety, oh. it's giving anxiety to my baby, right? And so he goes, but by the way, not just because you're pregnant, like in in general, you should really curate what you're ingesting. And so I went through my feed and I was like, why am I, first of all, I had every news feed, right? I had BBC, CNN, da, 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 World News, blah, Washington Post, New York Times. And I was like, why do I have so much news? I'm unfollowing the news. And then I, I was like, I'm unfollowing mean Twitter accounts. Like if that were funny, they're funny, but like, they're kind of mean. And I was like, I don't, I'm going to unfollow. Mm-hmm. I don't want that in my ecosystem. And, uh, and then I found a good news movement, right? And I was like, good news and fun stuff and beautiful, inspirational stuff. And and now that's me. That's my algorithm. I have talked about this incessantly in my job here in venture capital and within entrepreneurship circles. I think this is going to not only impact us as social media consumers, but Truly, if there is a new social network that emerges, I wonder how it will impact influencers and creators. These are people who are banking their lives and their income on the current social media platforms. And I don't know about you, but from what I hear and what I know, being one myself, people just aren't that happy doing this job, having to feed the algorithm every single day with videos and content that goes viral. There has to be a better way. I was recently at a comedy show with Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, and Chris Rock made a statement that really landed with me. He said, the biggest addiction we have in America right now. It's not the opioid addiction and all these other different addictions that you hear about in the news. It's the attention addiction. Everyone wants attention. We went from wanting to just love one another to just wanting likes from one another all day long. I think this has to stop. There's clearly an end to this game somewhere And I truly hope 2023 is the year that we start to see a little light of hope emerge with a new network that's good for us, that establishes depth of relationships, and that does not create the addiction to attention that we all feel every day right now. Okay, let's talk about Web3. My third prediction for 2023 is that there will continue to be a lot of dismissal of crypto and Web3 technology. The first half of this year was the ultimate hype. The second half of this year, we saw markets crash. We saw crazy things happen with companies and scandals and Ponzi schemes. However, I'm still long. I still truly believe that what's driving this next evolution of the internet is 
not these crypto exchanges where you can buy and trade tokens and make a little bit of money here and there and flip an NFT in a day and get a board ape or whatever. I believe the innovation is the underlying technology called blockchain technology that is letting people on the internet own their own stuff. In the year's second episode, the brilliant Kevin Rose shared one of the best explanations of the blockchain that I've ever heard. If you think of information storage as just being a database, um, and traditionally up until this point, anytime we look to see like digitally who owns something, let's just say a house, like you log into your Wells Fargo account or your bank and you say, okay, there's my mortgage. It's obviously stored in a database somewhere. There's how much I owe on that mortgage. Um, you know, a lot of our, our lives have been converted into digital identities, but it's always by some uh, third party that's out there that you have to trust, right? So if you, you know, you trust Google with your Gmail, right? Like they're the ones that are actually storing that and housing that. And they're doing this through, uh, you know, a massive database on the back end. And so the blockchain for me is just this way to say, here's a new type of database. It's more public. Um, the information is available to everyone, meaning that not your emails or anything like that. There's certain types of information that you probably want in some type of centralized storage or locally or to host yourself or encrypted, right? But this is a way to say, let's rebuild everything from the ground up in a way that the public is actually owning versus big tech. So the social networks don't own your content. People don't own your writing. You own everything that you are producing. And not only do you own it, you can transfer it with you across different networks that you're logging into, different websites that you're buying things from, and earn rewards and get all kinds of perks and community-based assets because of the stuff that you own and the things that you do. And I know that sounds obscure and vague, but I truly believe this is a future that we all kind of want. We don't want to just give away our photos to all these social networks. We don't want to give away our thoughts to medium and blogging platforms. We want to own all of our stuff and we want to take it with us. And we don't want a thousand passwords and we want to be able to transact with our money very quickly. We want receipts of everything that we're doing. We want to be able to buy things in simpler ways. We want to be able to share with different communities in new ways. So I truly, truly believe that we are just starting out. It will take a few more years still. But in 2023, the Web3 winter will continue. And by the end of the year, new innovations, especially in the infrastructure layer, will become really exciting for 2024 to create another new rise of what we have been calling this new chapter of the internet. On that front, I want to talk about AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual reality. It's still just barely gaining steam with some devices out on the market, but it's not mainstream yet. That said, I do think next year in 2023, people will start to use these technologies more and more. But I think these people that are going to be using them are like professional trade workers, like pilots using VR to do flight school, doctors using AR while they're in surgery, interior designers using these technologies to figure out 
furniture placement, even if they work remotely. I really am excited for some of these technologies to hit the mainstream, but I still think it's going to take another year, if not more, to do so. Prediction number four for 2023. The healthcare transformation is going to continue. And healthcare is such a broad word. That means all kinds of things to me. It means there are going to be new forms of on-demand care, people that you can talk to, doctors you can talk to, specialists you can talk to any time of the day, giving you care, coming to your house, clinics popping up in different places and different towns, breaking out of the sort of mainstream healthcare system to serve you when you need it and how you need it. I think there will be new forms of specialty care. I'm selfishly excited about a company called Almond I just invested in, which is basically creating a new version of an OBGYN clinic where you can actually get seen via telehealth. You can chat with doctors on an app, but you also can go into the clinic in real time and get care for yourself. I'm really excited also about a new category of personalized health and wellness. We talked a lot about this on the show this season, but the idea that now we have all of these devices who are creating data about our bodies, about how we sleep, about things we're eating, about our different types of disease risks and care for things like COVID and flu and all of that. And we're learning more and more about our human bodies that we can actually get personalized recipes for success, for how we should be working out, for the types of diets we should be eating, for the types of mental health treatments we should be aspiring for. And I do believe every single person needs something different for their body. 2023 will be the year that we get even more of this data into the funnel to start learning more about what each of us needs to be at the top of our game. Speaking of mental health, I'm obviously long on that category, and there's so much happening in this space. We didn't get to it this season, but I'm really excited about all the research happening within the psychedelic world, ketamine, new forms of mental health treatments, digital therapeutics like a video game that's actually FDA approved to help cure ADD. It is mind-blowing what is coming, and I can't wait to share more of this with you very soon. Finally, prediction number five for 2023. I gotta talk about it. This thing that everyone is calling the recession. It's here, and I think it's gonna continue for a little bit of time. No one knows exactly how long, but I really continue to believe that the impact will be serious. We already have seen hundreds of thousands of people out of work from layoffs. I think there will be a lot more coming in January of 2023. And I'm curious what all these people are going to do. Of course, some of them will get new jobs, but a lot of them might actually change careers. They might start new side hustles. There might be a new boom in entrepreneurship opportunities. I'm really excited when there is a recession, not because of the recession itself, but because of the way that it shapes culture. In 2008, when we went through the last major recession, we saw some of the biggest companies on the internet today formed during that time. Companies like Uber and Pinterest and Airbnb and all of these incredible brands today were created in that time. And it's because people learned how to be scrappy. They were able to start from zero. There are a lot of people on the market for jobs. 
And it was a fun time to work because there is really nothing else to do. So I'm really curious to see what happens over the next 12 months, especially as an investor who invests in seed stage companies that are just getting started, even though it'll take several years to know if our bets were right. Speaking of work, I do believe that 2023 will continue to see more people going back into the office or quitting their jobs or changing careers to only work for a company that offers remote work. Will people sacrifice life happiness for a stable job? I think some will. I also, of course, know that less people will be spending in the consumer retail environment, and I really am excited to see how resale platforms will continue to rise in the boon of a recession. You know, a lot of times people say that in a recession... <laughs> Bakeries and bars are the two types of food and beverage businesses that do the best. People are sad. They're buying carbs and they're buying alcohol. It'll be interesting to see in 2023 what people are buying more of or where they are spending their money if they're watching every penny. Just remember, economic downturns aren't always so bad. They can produce surges of creativity, a lot of assumptions can be rethought, and they force companies who have thus far been pretty bloated on their spending to grow up a little bit. <laughs> so next year will be hard, but it will be a catalytic moment for the economy, for all of us, and for a new wave of culture. So those were my top five predictions. There are things I'm not mentioning, but I want you to keep tabs on, just like I will be while I'm off on my maternity leave. Of course, we're going to deal with a lot of tension with global politics, elections misinformation, by the way, this is where a lot of AI issues might pop up, and so much more geopolitically. I don't even want to get into that right now because it's just a big, huge bag of a lot of unknowns. Another category I'm watching but not diving into deeply yet is everything that's happening within energy and climate. There are so many really cool solutions to a lot of problems we're facing, but there are still a lot of problems we're facing. And a lot of really smart people that I know are putting a bunch of money to work and a bunch of brains to work to try to solve them. I'm really excited about this category and I hope I can come back next year and tell you more about what's going on there. And then lastly, I really am excited about the category of education. There's so much new technology that can help make you smarter faster. Like I was telling you about before, there's even a new chatbot that uses AI to help you code. I can type in a type of app I want to build with the type of functionality I want it to have. And of course, I need to be specific and there's nuances to everything I'm saying right now, but AI can actually start coding things for me. This is remarkable. My eight-year-old son is able to start doing this. He can start building an app. The other day, he started making a book with AI. He literally typed a paragraph about what he wanted the cover to look like and the AI generator spit out a bunch of options for this cartoonified illustrated cover. He wrote a thesis for what he wanted the story to feel like, 
and AI spit out a bunch of ideas and sentences he could use in the story. He chose a bunch of the sentences he wanted to use, added a few tweaks to make it his own, and then he used AI again to append photos to each of these paragraphs that he was writing for his book. Literally, this weekend, I spent time with him putting all of this into a book generator platform, one of those websites that makes photo books and memory books and all those things. And I'm hoping that I have a book for him by Christmas time. It's wild what's possible right now. So follow the world of education because all of us have the opportunity to learn things much faster than ever before and to go deeper on the topics we truly care about. We are going to be able to supercharge ourselves in all kinds of new ways And of course, I think this has a domino effect as to what does this all mean for secondary degree programs, K through 12 education, college? What does education mean anymore when it's getting so good and so personalized to so many people outside of a traditional classroom? Again, I don't think 2023 is going to be the catalytic year, but this is a trend that is rising very quickly and one to definitely watch. So there you have it, a few of my big predictions for 2023. Again, I might be right, I might be wrong, but these are the things that are getting talked about incessantly here in Silicon Valley and beyond, and I'm really excited to see how some of them play out. As I told you, I will be a little bit busy over the next few months, but don't fret, I will be back. And until then, you can find me at Brit on Twitter or Instagram or shoot me a message anytime you want and let me know what you think are some of the biggest trends happening for 2023 and beyond. Thank you so much for listening this season. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your 2022 and gear up for what I'm sure will be the most exciting year yet. See you soon. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Brit on just about every social network, or you can follow the podcast at First In Line. 